I'm Jessica Quillen, uh, publisher of Fashion Strategy Weekly, um, and I am here with um, a very lovely and awesome person, Mira Music, um, of Fafa Foom Studio. Um, and I just, uh, we're here to talk today um, about her brand, her approach to fashion, um, the really key importance of sustainability, um, and, you know, sort of her overall approach to content strategy across channels and the challenges she's encountered kind of um, building her brand and kind of um, how she looks to sort of um, approach things as a smaller brand across channels. So Mira, just to kind of start off, um, I would just love for you to kind of um, talk about your brand for everyone and kind of where you got started and kind of your unique uh, approach to fashion. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jessica, for having me. Um, so hi, everybody. I am Mira Musang. I am a textile upcycling artist based in the San Francisco Bay Area. And basically, I create custom garments by repurposing textile samples, used clothes, and fabric remnants. So that's my expression of um, repurposing like materials. So in raising awareness about overconsumption and waste, I also believe in the power of community discussion and collaboration. And that's why I also regularly work with other artists to curate and weave stories together in both physical as well as immersive web experiences more recently. And my brand, Fafafum Studio, it started as a blog, as a personal fashion blog that reports fashion happenings in San Francisco. But it has revolved. Uh, it has evolved into a resource hub for upcycling textiles and refashioning clothes. Because I, whenever I go to those fashion shows, you know, Jessica, like I feel like, how do they make those garments? Like, so I got really excited into learning garment constructions, and now, like as I started learning how to sew, and then after a while, I finally get into a certain scale where I can really execute my vision. Um, now I really get better at it. And I decide that the shift towards the textile upcycling uh, hub for Fafafum Studio is only natural. So That's yeah. wonderful. Um, you know, and you have so many interesting projects, it's kind of hard to know where to start. Um, but, you know, I think given, you know, sort of our recent interview with you, um, I would love you to just to talk briefly about your Gathered Cloths, um, you know, kind of project mm -hmm. that you did, because it, 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 I found it incredibly moving. Um, and I would just, I think it, it's it's very interesting to me kind of how that kind of came about and, and kind of what it means. Yes, Gather Cloths for me started in 2021. And this is like in the middle of the pandemic and everybody's like, uh, you know, sheltered in and all that. And so I feel like there was a lot of contemplation during that time. And for me as a textile upcycling artist, um, I was really into DIY fashion into as, as an expression of, as a creative expression, right? But because my materials are repurposed, like usually repurposed materials, it feels very natural to go into like where those materials are coming from. And if I'm not using it, where do they go to? So it goes into a rabbit hole of research of where do all of these materials usually end up in landfills, if not domestically, then like overseas, like US is actually the biggest exporter like secondhand clothing exporters to the other to in the world so it it just feels very um interesting to see where these textile waste can cause harm 
uh, to other people, to uh, to their well-beings and the environments and all that when they are not being uh, taken care of properly. And especially in the global North countries like the United States, we don't see, we do not see the actual scale of waste that, that is being produced, right? So that's why people can feel very, it's hard for, for people to feel guilty about disposing something. You know, especially for clothes where we can actually get really trendy clothes with, with cheap prices. So that's the whole contemplation in that goes into Gather Cloth. And Gather Cloth uh, as a project is a is an evolving project. Um, it's basically a, a project that is 100% constructed from textile waste. So um, sewing remnants and cutoffs and all that from all of the sewing projects and also from other people. And then the idea is to show over time the overwhelming nature of textile waste. So I basically create ruffled cloths on, on top of a base, base fabric. And then depending on how many uh, fabric pieces I have, I assemble them into something. So the first iteration, for example, have seven cloths. And so I made it into like a waste corset type of thing. And then the second one have 15. Um, you know, I added more things into it. So like the the seventh iteration has 80, 84 cloths and I even made a 3D object out of it. And now the the latest one is the eighth iteration. So there has been eight cycles of doing this gather cloth project and it has become more and more overwhelming in terms of preparations, logistics and all that. It has 100 cloths. It will, the final form of the eighth iteration will be shown on Saturday when I have my textile lab cycling so showcase in person. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, to see where it continues going because it, for me, it, it's becoming more and more overbearing. And that's, that's just 100 <laughs> pieces of cloths and it's not even 50 pounds. Is Well, maybe it is 50 pounds, but you know, it's, this is nothing compared to the scale of waste that that people globally are dealing with every single day of their lives. So, so I hope with this project, I can bring a sense, a glimpse of that awareness into it. Oh, that's amazing. And I think, look, I mean, you're, you're just dealing with this, a, a large scale problem on a small scale and it's even becoming overwhelming. And I think that's just such an amazing way to sort of raise awareness of, you know, such a, a, a global issue. Um, you know, you Thank sort you. of mentioned, uh, Two things I wanted to ask you about. Um, one of them yeah. is, is um, you know, how you sort of um, have taught yourself uh, Web3 and kind of uh, use digital fashion as kind of part of your um, approach to what you do. And I'm just very curious to kind of uh, take, get your take on sort of digital fashion and kind of how things like, you know, Web3 and um, AR, VR technologies and things like that, um, you know, kind of are part of your vision, but also kind of help you sort of, um, you know, kind of tell the sustainability story that you're trying to tell as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for that. Digital fashion for me is very interesting. And I definitely, and even though they're saying like, oh, it's early, it's early. Like it's, I feel like it, it has been there for a while. And I feel like right now, I feel like I'm kind of late to the game. But in terms of what I feel about it, like there are two, there are two things that one is that the, the immersive web experience as a whole, for me, that's, is that is another communication platform to chase and um, to tap into, not chase, 
<laughs> and, and that is only um, applicable if it's it if it makes sense for us as a brand, right? If it doesn't make sense, and then you know just yeah. Um, and so that is communication platform. And I feel like for me personally, a lot of people cannot see what I make in person. So therefore, if I make them into digital objects based on what I make physically and show them in the digital showroom, for example, then a lot more people can see it and they can see it in, in, a, in a very um, not flat kind of presentation, right? They can see it in 360 and they can ask questions about it, have more discussions. Um, and that's actually what happened last year when I, uh, when I made 3D objects out of my physical constructions um, in the Climate Gallery project. Where, where we actually did uh, virtual reality galleries for climate artists all around the globe. And there were five of us um, and I was one of them. And so I made like about 16 3D objects based on my physical constructions. And people were like, oh my goodness, this this looks so cool. And how, and there's there's so many questions like how is the, how did you make it? What are the materials? What are the kind of challenges? So it kind of, like when you can actually get the audience into that kind of setting, like the conversation is actually very rich, right? Um, so the challenge right now is to how can we actually get people to comfortably get into that kind of setting in the first place? And the second thing um, that that makes sense for me is the um, is the AI part of things um, in terms of getting. Um, getting some support on how to do things. Um, for me right now, because we are like, Jessica, you, you know already, like in terms of digital fashion, there's a lot of content being created and, and a lot of it is in writing and whatnot. Yes, there's a lot of things being generated uh, outside of text, like images and videos as well. But as of right now, I am, I am focusing mostly on text in terms of writing because that's the words can get people um, excited and whatnot. Um, the other things that I'm also interested in is using Clo3D to create samples. Um, you know, whenever I create a prototype, I always have to do a muslin physical construction, and that is that that does make sense for things like refashioning clothes, like what I'm wearing right now. This is a refashion, um, Philip Lim Target kind of creation, um, that makes sense because you are dealing with something that already exists. Um, but if I'm creating something from scratch, let's say from a curtain or something, then you know you have the rectangular uh, dimension that you can pop in into uh, a software like Load3D and you know start creating patterns and see how it can look like on a digital avatar before you make it physically. So I think that makes perfect sense to me to, to again, more reduce waste and um, all that in the logistics of production. No, that's amazing. And then you can actually, I think, you know, control your creation and then, you know, kind Absolutely. of decide, you know, kind of when it's ready for production on that that side. No, that's that's really amazing to me. You know, I, I think one of the things that, that strikes me about your kind of um, very, you know, kind of modern approach to kind of what you do um, is sort of how you've been telling your story across channels. I love that you're using sort of, you know, digital fashion on Web3 to kind of build community, but also kind of to communicate 
your story and your approach to designs and sort of, you know, the how of how you do everything. And I'm just curious for you, kind of, what is your content strategy across channels, you know, kind of on, you know, social media, what channels matter to you and how do you kind of approach them? Um, and how has that changed maybe in the last year? I think, uh, let me answer the second question first. I think what changes the most from last year is now because I realize how much that, how much, like you said in the beginning too, like I realized that how much projects that I'm actually into, that I really have to hone into like what actually makes sense, how to edit them and how to get people um uh, how to get people interested in my content because I'm not just designing and sewing but I'm also doing this I'm also doing Blender I'm also doing Mozilla Hubs and I'm also doing a lot of things that probably um, is still quiet um, on the edge as of this moment um, but definitely not going to be for the next three four or five years um, so there's there's that challenge of finding like the right slices like the, the right interconnecting slices of people who would be interested in that um in terms of content strategy i i i have always been um really open about my processes right even on my website i share the materials i use the step-by-step how-tos and finished projects all there in my blog posts and project galleries and all that um in my Substack newsletter, Fafafum Studio newsletter, I also do my monthly updates as my textile upcycling artist, as, and that's where I can be more candid and not be too worried about um, structure and all that. So I feel that kind of candidness uh, attract a lot of people actually, which is pretty good. Um, and um, you know, and that's how I also get connected with you as well and Brian. So it's 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 so cool to to have that kind of branching out while at the same time also honing in into what I focus to do best. So I think moving forward, I will continue honing in into the focus uh, and drain myself a little bit. Um, this past few months have been a lot of preparations into my textile upcycling uh, showcase this uh, <laughs> this Saturday. Um, and there's there was so much to do like in project management perspective as well as the actual sewing and designing itself as well as logistics and all that so there's a lot of that but once that is over i'm going to have another exhibition like a month after well two weeks after that probably but it's a much smaller scale which is more about circularity in producing and you know um and consuming and all that which is which is like a totally different focus as well, even though connected. Um, so yeah, I feel like this year I try a bunch more things and therefore at the end of the year, I want to really get the contemplative look into what has been working, what has not been working and um, how do the audience find it and what kind of audience where uh, like what content and I think that that makes sense so the two channels that I am focusing right now are Substack and Instagram um, but I like moving forward I also would like to um, increase more visibility into my uh, digital um, virtual realm we'll oh, that's see. amazing 
No, I, I think <laughs> it's it's great. Um, and as you know, um, you know, kind of at Fashion Strategy Week, we have a very expansive definition of content. Yeah. And for us, you know, content is anywhere a customer encounters your brand messaging. Um, and that includes, you know, a concept we somewhat made up of IRL plus this whole idea of, you know, physical content, you know, kind of in-store yes. experiences and and that sort of thing, which includes events. Um, and I think most people don't realize how much work it takes to put on like an exhibition like you're doing this weekend. Um, so I would just love to kind of hear more about how that event came about, kind of what is the purpose of your showcase and kind of how long has it taken to plan and kind of as a, you know, kind of independent brand, like just how much work it goes into that. Oh my goodness. So, um, so <laughs> wow. This is, it's just like so many things, right? Um, the exhibition came into, um, ideation like in May or in June, um, May, I think in, in May of this year. And I like this year, I am the artist in residence for climate creative. And so I have the opportunity like to do an in-person showcase if I want to. So on May, we had that kind of like discussion, like, do you want to do an in-person showcase knowing that it's going to take, it's going to take a lot more of you. Um, and I feel like at the time, and I still feel that right now, uh, this is going to be a very rare opportunity for me. Like, I'm a very small brand, like not not many people know me, and the chance to have a showcase um, in this stage of my of my career as a textile upcycling artist is just very rare. So I just do not want to take it for granted. So I feel like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do all of this. And there's just so many, you know, ideas for let's do this, let's do that. Um, but what's been helping me a lot is also my uh, training. I have to say as a product manager and product manager, uh, pro, uh, project, pro, sorry, my training as a product and product and project manager. So I do know like, okay, let's make a timeline out of this. Let's make a creative brief out of this. Let's make um, efficient, like brainstorming document and customer journey map. And let, let's see how things pan out. Um, and at the beginning, I also ask several people about, this is the idea. This is the pitch. What do you think about the event? And a lot of the people that I went to, like on June, <laughs> of uh, on the month of June, they said like, well, Mira, that sounds very exciting, but I think you're trying to cram way too many things, way too many activities in the four-hour format. And I was like, okay, yes, that has always been my, you know, I know that has been my challenge. And this goes back to the content strategy as mm -hmm. well that you were talking earlier about focus, <laughs> focus, focus. So now it was like, okay, we now have that kind of ideas. How, how can we actually um, edit them in more? And then at the same time, while we're editing the ideas, I'm also, I was also searching for venues and where can we have that, all that. And I'm actually very happy that I got to do a showcase um, in a, in a, in a space in Oakland that is always very supportive of artists and would always love to uplift the work of artists, especially locally. And I feel very honored and privileged to be, to be showcasing in, in that space, the dome in Oakland. So I'm, yeah, thank you. Uh, so once the, once the performance space is secured, it's all logistics, right? Like, okay, I have to create these many things. I have to refashion these many clothes. 
and let's get some people and all that. And so I was also at the beginning trying to recruit another artist because that's, I feel like, why should people only come to see what I'm doing? I feel it's a lot more impactful if I have another collaborator. So that's why I have a collaborator and she is a, a renowned Bay Area flamenco artist. She's a dancer and a singer and she's amazing. And I have been loving her for at least 10 years. So the chance to be, to be able to collaborate and having her as a, as a guest artist is amazing. Um, so it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a whirlwind for sure. I mean, right now the show is like three days, uh, three days away. And I feel like I'm, I'm in a episode of Project Runway somehow. Like you have three outfits to finish in three days. And so that's, that's kind of like where I am right now. But if I do look at my backlog and all of my project, actually I'm doing fine, you know? So I'm not as, my, my hands are not cold as ice. I'm not like paralyzing myself and all that. So it's, it's, it's good. And I, I get a lot of support from people who are like, you can do it, Mira. Like, yeah, we're wishing you well and it, it will be amazing. And even though I cannot feel that right now, I feel like I, I think it will, it will come true. It will hit, you know, during the day. Um, in terms of what I want people to get out of it, um, there was a, there was an idea of having this showcase be a fashion show uh, at the beginning. And I I kind of dislike that idea because it it feels very passive. Um, people are just like seeing, you know, garments flowing by and within five seconds, they will never see that again in their life, probably. Maybe not even remembering them like one hour from, from then. Um, so I feel like if, for a smaller brand like myself, it makes more sense to involve the community. So what I'm doing is um, the bunch of activities become just two activities. One is a live drawing session. So three models are gonna be wearing my brand new upcycled textile creations, and they're going to be striking a pose and hold it for several you know, period of times. And the audience will sketch them and draw around them. And if they don't feel like drawing, then they can they can ask me questions. They can take pictures or whatever they want to do. Uh, but you know, be present, be active, be creative in that moment. And the second thing that I'm also doing is a full set of flamenco performances, for which um, for like some of the dancers, I was do I'm doing refashioning for their uh, um, costumes. And for the guest artist, uh, Clara Rodriguez, the 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 feature flamenco artist, I made I made a dress uh, for her, like uh, out of remnants of organza and all that. The dress looks amazing. I love it. I was sewing before uh, we have this conversation, Jessica, and I was like. Mm, looking at it with like a like a sick look we know it's like oh this is gonna be so sick it's gonna be look so amazing on her and I feel like I'm I'm just I think I'm ready for, I'm I'm I cannot I cannot wait for the moment where she actually puts it on and just rip the stage so I feel 
for people coming there, I want them to see the connection between textiles and people, right? Because it's not just something, it's not, it's not just something, fashion is just not something that just we wear. It's, it's part of us. It's part of our personality. It's, it's part of how we choose to move and do things every single day. And so I think by rediscovering that connection between textiles and people, um, I hope people can rethink some of the decisions they have done in the past in terms of disposability of materials and think of ways of repurposing them and as well as try to develop some habits, uh, try to have ideas to develop habits that are more sustainable for their lifestyles in the future. Um, but yeah, and most importantly, have fun and be in the moment. And, you know, I hope they like it. <laughs> I hope. That's amazing. Um, and thank you so much for your time. And for people who are not local to your area, how can they, um, you know, just uh, follow you or, or kind of keep up with, with everything you're doing? Oh, thank you. Um, so I am on Instagram. You can find me the easiest on Instagram at Mira Musang. That's my easiest, that's the easiest way to find me. And also on Substack, um, Fafa Foam Studio Newsletter. Um, if you if you look at if you search Mira Musang on the Substack, then you'll find me as well. And my website is www.fafafoom.com. F-A-F-A-F-O-O-M.com. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jessica. No problem. I'm